Blog Talk Radio. Radio show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. Last week, we spoke with Tamara Joy Patterson about angels, how we can, can connect with our angels, how we can get some help, whether it be for our financial issues or for our health issues. And this week, we're going to look on the other side, the dark side, is are there such things as negative entities? Are there such things as demons or evil spirits or ghosts? And so, again, I have with me, it's a great joy to bring Tamara Joy Patterson back. Thank you so much, Tamara, for joining us. Well, hello, Dr. Karen. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) It's nice to hear your voice. Well, I want to... Yeah, well, I want to share it to everyone. Uh, by the way, if you want to call in a little later so you can ask Tamara a question about uh, either angels or about these negative entities we're going to talk about today, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Again, the number is 818-514-1190. And just hit one so we know you have a question. Well, I, you know, Tamara, I've been practicing all week. Um, talking with the angels, and I finished my angel medicine book by Doreen Virtue. She had some, you know, meditations and exercises at the end that I that I did, and uh, I thought it was really interesting because one of the issues is that are we able to receive the help? It's one thing to ask, but are we willing to receive? And I was using the emotion code to figure out if I had any blocks, and sure enough, I did. I did have wow. some blocks, not a lot, but a few that actually prevented me from fully receiving their help, and I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> um, Do you so mind I clearing what blocks. one of them was? You know, I think it was a trapped emotion, um, or it might mm-hmm. have been like allergy of some sort. Um, I don't remember exactly which trapped emotion it was, but um, I, you know, released that. And how I do it is I ask the emotion code, I ask how willing am I to receive help, angelic help or angelic support, and then I say what percentage am I willing to receive it. So I think I was only at, I don't know, 60% or something like that. And I thought, well, that's odd. So I just confirmed it. So am I 100% willing to receive angelic support? And the answer was no. So I, it was about 67, something like that, percent. So then I said, well, you know, can I release any trapped emotions preventing me from being willing to receive angelic support? And the answer was yes. And therefore, I went wow. on the emotion code, figured out what emotion it was that was from my past. Um, and I don't think that one was inherited, but I released that. And there might have been some other issues that I had to use the body code for. But it was only two or three things, I think. Um, and so I just check every day <laughs> just to make sure, <laughs> you know, that I'm still 100% willing to receive angelic support. And so, you know, that shifted. And then the other day, I mean, this is after I, I did it the next day, um, I decided I was going to do this, you know, clearing exercise that was in Doreen Gertrude's book. I was just sort of shedding any daggers or, 
you know, curses or things, you know, from me. And I, you know, asked the angels to do that for, you know, my friends, my family, my, my patients, um, and to have Archangel Michael stand guard um, next to everyone that, that, you know, that I know that's close to me so to support them so they can, you know, be free. Um, and the next morning I saw on the news that one of our local athletes uh, won a medal at the Olympics. And wow. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, so I'm in this, you know, state of this joy. And, and But then all of a sudden I heard in my heart this message, like, why are you so surprised? You helped, you know, oh. like you asked for our help. And I'm like, I don't remember asking for your help to help. <laughs> like, no, remember, you asked us yesterday to, you know, cleanse and protect all your family, your friends, and your patients. And I'm like, oh, just because I didn't see this person for three years doesn't mean, you know, that they didn't count yeah. <laughs> as far as, you know, my circle of, you know, friendship or whatever. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Like, it just was, like, so shocking. And yeah, there's some other people in the Olympics, so too. I won't say who at this point. But they they were doing very well as well yesterday at the Olympics. And I was just – anyway, I just got this amazing message, and it was so, like – heartwarming and um you know i was so grateful uh and it was kind of funny because they have a sense of humor too they're like why are you so surprised (laughs) (laughs) oh anyway so thank you Tamara, for that well we're going to go on to our topic today which is the dark side so as homework you're going to laugh but as homework (laughs) for for this week's topic i decided to uh, james had actually got uh some movie on netflix called the conjuring and i thought oh great that's what i need a scary movie so first of all, I asked angels to protect me from being too scared <laughs> in the scary movie. But the whole movie was about demonic possession mm. and about, you know, how they use the Catholic, you know, uh, priests to, to, like, do exorcisms and all this kind of stuff. So we don't really talk about too much of this anymore. I mean, in the old days it was, like, you know, it was more common i think that you know those of my friends that are religious and go to church they say absolutely there are demons and absolutely there are, you know there is a satan and so you know in your experience um what are these negative things do they really exist do demons really exist tamara i believe that they do and the first thing i want to express to anyone listening is that we have to remember that any energy that is negative in this moment has at one time chosen through their free will to reject God, to reject love, and to use their free will for selfishness and deceit. So if at any time, demons included, there is a being that wants to be healed and there's just a little blink of, that desire, then in fact they can return home to love. Everything was created out of love, and the only reason that we have what we have in so much darkness is because there was a rejection in the first place, and then in that rejection there's been a feeding of it by humanity. There are people who seek out darkness and seek out nastiness, and they want to be selfish and they want to have power, and they don't care how they get it. So are demons real? Yes. Are exorcisms um, truly taking place? Yes. But I have to say, as a practitioner and someone who has a gift to do that, it should look very peaceful. I always get a little bit annoyed when I watch a movie and they just show it to be such a fear-based, scary, crazy 
thing because really the power of love is so peaceful. And so when I'm working over someone, there's a quietude and a calmness that comes over not only the person but in the room. And people are always shocked by that because the media portrays the release of a demon to just be so crazy. And I think that is by design. I think that there is an intention by the dark side to make us fear them because they feed on Mm -hmm. fear. So the more scared we are, the more fearful uh, we can be. It makes us not want to understand it because we're too scared to understand it. So we avoid it. And in that, we don't find the power that we need to protect ourselves in the first place. Right, right, exactly. So if we're in a state of love or practicing the love or that mindfulness, then there is less and less a chance that we would, uh, is it true that we would either be quote-unquote possessed by a demon or would be in the vicinity or have demons attack us? Yeah, so... The biggest thing, you know, Jesus quoted that the greatest of these is love. And love is truly medicine. It is the highest vibration in the universe. So if your energy field is vibrating at an incredibly high frequency, it's impenetrable. A demon or, you know, what I refer to as any off the body, so whether it be a ghost or a malevolent spirit of some sort or or an evil spirit, and there's a lot of different kinds, they really can't penetrate a love-filled energy field. And if they're even around it, someone that's in a state of love is going to feel it and deal with it before it ever penetrates the human being. And so what will let it in a lot of times is a fear-based chronic state, maybe a mental imbalance where there's a lot of negative thinking, and then it's able to prey on that. Um, One of my biggest things, and I know there'll be a big (gasps) in the room when I say it, but medications and drugs are completely weakening to our energy field, and those can make us susceptible. So there's a lot of things that can allow a demon in or just um, a negative energy into our energy field. But if we stay in a state of love and peace, And even if we can't create that love and peace ourselves, but we surrender to heaven and we ask the angels for help, that's why they're there, because we sometimes can't find peace and joy and love on our own, then that will help protect us all the time. Wow, all the time. Very powerful to pray. Like you were saying, prayer is really magical when you start to use it, because even in ways that you would never imagine that you're helping something, you actually are. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. It is fun. And, well, you know, somebody might say, well, how do I know if someone or myself am possessed? I mean, is that actually something that happens? Do demons so with a possession, possess people? Yeah, with a possession, you actually would have an energy in your field, and you really don't have a lot of control, if any. I've met some people that don't have any control over themselves including their thoughts. So you would feel like your thoughts are not your own. You would feel uh, oftentimes nauseous, very out of body, very floaty, very negative. It's usually a very agitated, negative state. A lot of times people do chatter their jaws. That's because there's a lower realm frequency that causes people to do that. And this is more rare. I would say a true demonic possession is not the norm, 
whereas there are other negative energies that can affect someone's energy field, which is very normal. And for me, it's actually so common. I would say it's more common to get a new client that has a negative energy affecting them in some way than to get someone that actually has a clear field. But a true demonic possession is when someone is completely out of control of their own Uh body. Someone else is controlling it and driving the ship, so to speak. (laughs) Okay. So thankfully that is rare. But what you're saying is that, uh, you know, having negative entities affect people and possibly make them sick is relatively common. It's very common. And, in fact, if you are a practitioner that's listening today, if you use any sort of muscle testing, well, there's two things I should say about muscle testing. The first one is if someone's possessed, you never want to muscle test because the possessor will be the one answering the questions, not the client that you're trying to help. So you've got to throw that out. However, if you're dealing really? with someone who just has, mm-hmm, they'll actually answer the questions because they don't want to be found out. So muscle testing can actually be invalid in those points. And sometimes you'll, you'll find it because the muscle testing is so confusing. You'll go, why am I getting so many yeses? And, you know, why, you know you'll kind of have those questions of, okay, something's a little off. So when you go in through another modality, you're able to actually figure out that there's another entity driving the questioning. But if someone just has a regular, you know, say it's a ghost, there's, you know, there's another kind of negative energy that we talk about, which is a ghost, which basically is just an earthbound spirit. It's someone that was human at one time that has a spirit, then the spirit does not leave the earth realm for many different reasons. So if someone has an earthbound spirit and it's not possessing them, it's just maybe in their field or there to give a message, you would be able to use your muscle testing and check in with that and then be able to release it in a really appropriate way. And this is a lot of the work that will come up with the motion coder site K where you're asking a safety protocol and then you're able to release the energy pretty peacefully and easily. Mm-hmm. And so... Um uh, just going back to not being able to muscle test someone who's actually possessed, which luckily is rare, um, if you're proxy for that person, is it still going to give you weird answers versus It would doing be good it for you to proxy or surrogate for them. Yes, it would be very good for you to proxy or surrogate because you have your own system that you know is filled with love, truth, and light, so you're able to proxy for them and then ask questions. And for me, I'm able to get a lot more information just because of my gifting, and you would probably be the same way or any of you practitioners out there that are true healers, you would find that to be the case. But you don't want to use their system because their system is being controlled by something else. So you have to become kind of a conduit for them to get accurate answers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. We know that sometimes when people have, you know, their polarity is backwards and you can't use their, you know, their muscles themselves, then we have to use their their loved one or I will do proxy for them to get the correct answer because, you know, they might be a woman and their their name really isn't Bob, you know, it's it's Betty or something, (laughs) and then we say, my name is Bob, and they went strong on that. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't working. So yes. um, so let's go back to, um, you talked about different kinds of uh, things. Um, you know, demons can actually, you know, possess you. Um, ghosts can actually, you know, attach to someone. And I understand 
you know, from talking to you and Dr. Brad, that a lot of times the ghosts are trying to get their own high from when they were assuming they're negative, because sometimes there's positive, uh, you know, earthbound spirits who are trying to be helpful. But for the ones that are here that aren't trying to be helpful, um, can you tell us more about why they're around and why someone would attract them? Yeah, so a lot of energies, and this, I call a lot of the energies reptilian because that's what they look like to me. And they will feed off of your negative emotions. So they are a negative form, and a lot of times the biggest symptom that you have one is an overwhelming fatigue that isn't helped by any natural medicines supporting the adrenal glands or the thyroid. So you may uh, have a lot of confusion. You may um, just be anxious all of the time and and that negative energy is going to feed off of that feeling constantly. And so that's why it's there. It sits there to feed. And if they can pull a negative emotion out of you or they can get you to get into an argument with your spouse, then they're winning because they're just able to sit there and feed off of that negative energy. Wow. And, and uh, I understand, too, that uh, you sort of mentioned before about medications. Uh, distorting the energy field and also creating kind of a chink in our armor, so to speak. Um, uh, my understanding, you know, from Dr. Bradley Nelson uh, from the Body Code 2.0 is that um, psychoactive substances, so, you know, marijuana or cocaine or um, even alcohol, uh, even though so many people drink, is, again, another way in. Is that in your experience? Uh, yes, and a lot of times we use these, Things, these drugs out of a fear-based state, you always have to get back to are you on the love channel or the fear channel. So if you are on the fear channel or you are sad, depressed, angry, anxious, and so because of that you're reaching for your tequila or your smoking pot or you're taking a medication that's an anti-anxiety medication, this is going to open up your centers, um, specifically your psychic centers, in a way that is not a positive one. So it just allows these openings, I call them open doors, but these open doors are able to have just about anything penetrate it. And it's interesting when you bring up um, substances especially, and you'll see this on reality shows, or maybe you've had this happen in your own life with a friend or a loved one, people under the influence often the next day are, are sober and they go, I have no idea what I did, and then they blame it on the alcohol. Well, a lot of times that's actually because they were possessed that they don't remember what they did. It has nothing to do with the alcoholic or the drug that they were using, although that could be a component. A big thing that happens is people's bodies can be taken over when they're really over-consuming drugs, and same thing with medications. Mm -hmm. Or just very simply they'll go, I don't remember saying that. I didn't say that. And everyone in the room heard them say that, and they have no recollection. That happens a lot, too, when there's just an entity present. Uh, well, I, and I, those I, are I, triggers I, that could be simple negative energies. So you would have, uh, you would very simply be able to test, okay, I feel not quite like myself. Like maybe I'm carrying a negative energy. I just, I'm really angry. I'm really agitated. So that's when you would check in. You would say, is there a negative energy affecting me? And if you can muscle test, that's where it's so helpful. But sometimes just in a meditative state, you'll feel it. You'll get a yes. And the biggest medicine for this that I teach is the Lord's Prayer because it's one of the highest vibration prayers in the universe. So you would say the Our Father really slow with the intention of each line, focusing on clearing your energy body, 
and then you would feel completely different. I've had people come up to me that just know the work that I do, and they'll say, I just don't feel like myself. Can you check in on me? And I will, and we'll clear it. And literally within 10 minutes, they feel normal again. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's great. Now, so the, so if people, uh, is it possible that people can feel uh, not like themselves, but actually not have a negative energy actually attached to them? Like it sounds really yes. bad if you have a negative No, I love this, and I'm glad you asked this. Because first of all, when I will find a spiritual problem is usually after someone has done the gamut of physical work. So they have been to their natural doctor, they've been to the experts in their field, and something just won't heal. And a lot of times it's an anxiety disorder um, or it's just a pain in their heart or something, and it's like there is no physical reason that this is happening. So that's the first thing. You always want to make sure, okay, I don't feel like myself, but I haven't eaten in eight hours. Maybe I'm a little hypoglycemic. (laughs) You know, there could always be a physiological reason for why we don't feel But in America, we have thrown out the spiritual completely. So we focus only on the physical, and then when we still don't feel good, we just try to numb it with drugs. So what I'm talking about is more if you don't feel like yourself, but you know that you've eaten well, you know that you don't have a hidden infection, and you have this chronic physical issue that won't go away or chronic emotional mental issue that won't go away, that's when you usually find my doorstep or someone like Dr. Karen, and then that's when we test in, okay, how are your emotions How is your spiritual body? And I actually will ask with every new client patient, I'll say, okay, your eczema that hasn't been healed by medicine, is it physical? And I'll test for that. Is it physical? And if I get a no, then I know that I'm going to be able to see a healing in them every time because it's either emotional or spiritual. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do emotional work. Yeah, I've been doing that uh, more often. That's a great Yeah, and what have you found doing that? Oh, it's Has fascinating. It I had a, you know, oh, absolutely. You know, I had a woman with uh, some uh, alcohol issues, and interestingly, she felt it was all emotional. But uh, when, when, and and I was not that convinced. So, so we we asked, you know, we asked the spiritual body. Okay, so what percentage is physical? What percentage is emotional? What percentage is spiritual? What percentage is mental? You know, and and went down the line that way. And fascinatingly, over fifty percent was physical. And what we found was a mold right. infection. She didn't wow, believe me. Wow, that's so but, good. <laughs> you know, but because she said, well, I think it's all emotional. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but we need to heal this mold infection. You know, because we were doing exactly emotion code, right. we were re- they were releasing all these trapped emotions, and she wasn't feeling better as quickly as other people that we've done the emotion code on. You know, of course, she she ended up having entities too, but, um, you know, we released that. But it was interesting how a huge portion of it was physical, and that was not what she was thinking it was. And you probably get the opposite. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I've actually seen both because I teach yoga classes and I've got a lot of people that come in and I have some ladies that are just so strong. They think everything is emotional. They're big fans of Louise Hay and I am too and they just want to attribute everything to toxic emotions. And there are we are poisoned as a culture. We have so many physical issues, so we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater in either direction. You know, in some ways we've become so scientific that we threw out anything spiritual. And then some people get so spiritual that they forget about diet and lifestyle and 
poisons and toxicities and they have to they have to meet each other <laughs> and we have to work oh, with every human point. organism and say okay we are physical emotional and spiritual creatures so if the physical and what we're talking about today is if the physical is stuck and there's nothing happening and we test in and it's not physical then there's either an entity or a negative energy affecting the patient or there's an emotional block, maybe there's a grief that hasn't been dealt with or something, and we have to deal with both of them together. But every time, and you've probably seen this in your practice too, if it's not physical and you remove the entity that is the cause or the emotional block, you will have a miraculous physical healing every single time. Their symptom will just go away within days. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely people that have not gotten better, have not gotten better, have not gotten better, and then you know, releasing the entity... Um, Finally, stuff starts working. You know, all the hard yes. work they're doing starts working. You know, the acupuncture starts working. You know, the patches start working. Whatever it is, and it's as if. And I had, you know, a, another wonderful, wonderful patient I've, I've known for many, many years, and he's an indigo uh, adult, and just, um, just, you know, just felt like he was being oppressed. Um, mm-hmm. He was trying so hard, and when we finally, you know, found this, it was like it was like a light switch. The difference in his health. Like like wow. black and white, like a, a huge huge difference, and um, I, I, it was just like a miracle. And <laughs> he was like, "Wow, I can't believe the difference!" And now he's enjoying a lot of things he couldn't enjoy before, and physically do. Um, and talking and, uh, to that about indigos or just these new babies being born, there are uh, a lot of these babies still they're they're completely open to the spirit world. And so sometimes as adults or healers, we have to be aware that they do see both sides. So we have to help them cultivate the love and joy in their life and remove blocks for them so that when they are opening up, because they're here here to help and heal, we want them to be seeing the angels and the good things. So when we do get the indigos in or, or the folks, you know, that are just really special babies these days, we want to help cultivate the, the light heavenly side and bring heaven you know, to earth through them, but sometimes there's that other side of it, too, that will open up that can be hard, and that's another time that we would need to check in with their spiritual bodies. Mm, okay, good point. Um, so, Tamara, why don't you share with uh, our listeners where they can find more about you and what kind of work that you do, maybe your domain name? Oh, sure. My website is www.tamara's healinggarden.com and all of the information is up there I don't put a lot up there about the really deep dark spiritual work that I help heal uh, because it's a very guided spiritual in nature gift that I have but if it is something you're seeking you can read about me on my website and then send me an email with further questions if that's something that you're needing help with and you're a little stuck right I think you have a contact page I do, um, yeah. You could click on that, and I think there's even another way to get in there um, from the healing page, and then you can just uh, send me an email and ask your questions there. Okay, fabulous. So www.tamara's, with an S, Healing Garden. Yes. Is it with an S as well or not with an S? Uh, no S, just healinggarden.com. Okay, Tamara. And you could even do a Google search, Tamara Joy, um, you know, Redding, California, or Palisadro, and you'll you'll find that as well. Okay, great. Well, um, do you have some time to stay on a few minutes, Tamara? 
Sure. Just in case we have some questions. Great. Um, the number to call in, everyone, is 818-514-1190. Again, 818-514-1190. And just hit one so we know you have a question. And, you know, it's very um, – people don't realize that uh, you do not have to be in the same room as Tamara or I, for that matter, to actually – for us to figure out whether there's an entity uh, attached to you. So, um, so that's where you can, you know, do stuff by phone and so on and so forth and, and do healing long distance, which is wonderful. So, um, Tamara, um, so you were saying about, you know, people not actually, you know, having an entity attached to them, but still being able to feel negative energy. Maybe say it's attached to your spouse. You know, what's the difference? How would they know the difference? The difference between it being attached to you or someone else? Right. Would that feel The difference is when it is attached to you, you are going to actually have a change in your emotional body that's negative if it's a negative energy. And if it's someone else, you're going to see it. So say it's your spouse because that's a really great example. Your spouse may be completely unaware. So you're here in this peaceful space kind of creating your nest and your spouse comes home and there's just a grumpiness and an agitation that you know is not theirs. So before you play into that game and allow that energy to try to feed off of your dialogue, you could say, just quietly take a little potty break and check in. Is there negative energy affecting them right now? And if you were to get a yes, you would quite simply say, is it ready to leave? Yes. Then you would just say the Lord's Prayer, and 99% of the time it will be gone. And then you'll go back out in the other room, and your spouse will be back to their normal happy self, hopefully. Wow, that's that's really neat. Well, I've had the uh the the um when, you know, I suppose you could say spiritual gifts opened up um and working with, you know, releasing entities that I noticed that um I could be in the same room with someone who had an entity attached to them and I would start getting annoyed. So, um oh, but yes. I catch it right away. You know, I'd start getting irritable and annoyed and I'd be kind of short with that person, and then later on, you go, "What the heck happened?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so, can you explain that reaction? Yes, and this is where stillness once again comes in. Okay, so if you're living your life in a state of love and peace, and out of the blue, you are just irritated. It doesn't really matter if the energy is across the room or in another state, if you are connecting to it in any way or picking up on it, it's just time to redirect that energy. But if you know that you have this baseline, and I love this when my clients get to this state because they will feel loving and joyful finally, regularly, and then they'll go, oh, Tamara, I'm off. I can just feel it. I'm so off. And that's the ideal. Because then when we're off, within a matter of minutes, we can check in on ourselves, first of all. Okay, is there an energy in the room? And if you're like you, Dr. Karen, or someone else that's in a healing practice, you're not really possessed. You may not even have it in your energy field or even you know close to it, per se. It could be a person that's out in your backyard. But as, as soon as you feel it, you can release it, and then you're releasing it for them at the same time. And so they're getting a healing that they don't even know about. I call that the behind-the-scenes work. And then, you know, you're feeling better. And sometimes I think that's just the angel's way of getting us to pay attention is to open up our senses in that way so that we deal with it before it becomes a problem. Ah, I see, I see. 
so um and and for some people we we've kind of on a soul level agreed to do this work is that true yes i know i did <laughs> it, usually in a moment of surrender or or just talking with god or a prayer life or a meditative life we do choose to be workers we are, we also make contracts and agreements before we are born that we have forgotten but there is some time, some way, an agreement that we made to help and heal. So by agreeing to help and heal, we're opening ourselves up to both seeing the negative, because there are days that are hard, especially for me. I really see the worst of the worst, but there's other days that I just get the biggest blessings, and that makes it all worth it. But I know I agreed to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, we signed up for this as we... Yeah, we know, did so sign to... up for it, <laughs> whether we like it or not. <laughs> Well, but some people didn't to, uh, sign up for it, and they're terribly right. oppressed. And those are the people that we really do need to help. Mm, gotcha. Um, I wanted to just quickly just review what you said about, um, you know, somebody feels, you know, this, this negativity or wants to test to see, you know, whether there is, this negative energy. Um, you talked a little bit about safety protocol, asking, you know, is it ready to leave? Um, so can you kind of just run through those steps again so people can know how to do that? Yes, that is so incredibly important. So first of all, if you are not a practitioner, I would recommend finding one if you know that your situation is severe, for lack of a better word, because you really do need someone that is not seeing through your goggles that can help you. And you want to pray for discernment and you want to pray for someone that you can go to that will help you. And quite simply, you'll just check in if if you're dealing with yourself or if you're a practitioner. And I would teach both audiences probably a little bit different. But if you're a practitioner, you would simply ask, is there a negative energy affecting me at this time? You can use muscle testing to get that answer. You can do it in meditation. Sometimes through meditation you'll get the strongest yes or no. Some people, kids especially, will actually see the energy or they'll see the clouded spot in the person's energy field. And then mm-hmm. if there is an energy, you quite simply say, is it ready to leave? Because if it's a ghost, if it's a spirit that's there to help but it's stuck, it may not be ready to leave, not out of nastiness, but out of it needs to tell you that it loves you or it needs to tell you to watch out when you cross the street next week or something. There may be another reason that it's there. So then once it's ready to leave, you would quite simply say the Lord's Prayer and nine times out of ten, the process is complete and you'll test with that. If it's not ready to leave and it's nasty and it's causing chaos, that's when you have to ask, is it safe and appropriate to try to even remove this energy. And if you get a no, then that's when you would need to find someone like me or a facilitator like Dr. Karen or someone else, like my father, he's an incredibly gifted healer, that can help you facilitate it in a way that's safe. And those are less common. There was a couple of times, uh, there was just a couple of times where I, you know, that was not, you know, not able to remove from someone and they had some sort of block that we used, yes. you know, in my case, emotion code or body code, we released that particular block. And so one of it was a misalignment in the spine, which is the weirdest thing. But anyway, <laughs> it was a misalignment <laughs> in the spine. So we realigned that and then, boom, it worked. 
you know. Yeah, and sometimes uh, you have to go seeking for what the protocol is. That's a great point. Sometimes it is something really simple. It's a really specific thing they need to say. It's a specific thing they need to ask for. It's a specific dietary supplement. There's usually something that needs to be found. Other times it's just not safe because you're going to wake up a hornet's nest. And in those situations, that's when you do need outside help by someone who really is competent to help you with that. Wow, fantastic. Well, great. Well, we uh, I don't want to keep you any longer, <laughs> but uh, this is so educational. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is instead of feeling, you know, afraid, um, I think that I feel more empowered, you know, to, to know, way. hey, this is what's the reality out there. And I can help more people when I know, you know, that I, there's something I can do now. And it's so yes, different and going- from going... Yeah, yeah and going back like to those movies, there. we have to choose love. The movies create this fear. Love, even in those movies, the light almost always wins. At the end of the story is always that the good prevail, right? So it's that same message. Right. Love is always the more powerful frequency, always. And as soon as we fear, we're giving in to the other side. So we have to stay on the love channel, and we need to stay in peace and not be frightened, that's the biggest thing you can teach your kiddos because that's always going to win. The energy of love is always going to help heal somebody. Mm-hmm. And even in this movie, The Conjuring, that I watched the other day, it was when the clairvoyant, uh, you know, was, was putting her hand. Now, of course, this, the, the possessed mom was going to kill the kid, and so she put her hand over her head through the floorboards because that's where she could reach her. And she said, remember that day at the beach that you told me about this mm. is the most special time with your whole family. Remember that. You're going to lose that. You know, and then, of course, the that love welled up in the mom, and they were able to so-called depossess her. Exactly. Uh, but I knew that was going to happen light. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> James. I kept saying, love is going to win. Love, 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 love. Get the love in there, you know. Forget all this flying around, telekinetic, you know, n- you know, devil stuff going on. Love. You know, bring the love. Exactly. I'm yelling at the TV, going, bring the love. <laughs> and it seems so fake, but there's a reason that we have so many movies like that. There is something in our consciousness that knows that it's true, and they make this extreme almost mockery of the truth, but there is a true underlying story that is going on with a spirit realm that is very palpable and that we do deal with on a day-to-day basis, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tamara, for your time and you your bet. wealth of information. I always learn new things. It's uh, it's such a such a joy to have you <laughs> uh, on the show. And uh, thanks, everyone, listening in. And I also thank the angels for protecting the show so that yes. uh, my phone line didn't cut off this week. <laughs> we, I did pray <laughs> before. <laughs> I did, too. So we too. get this information out. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> okay, until next time, thank you so much, Tamara, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. Bye for now. Thank you.